What's up, everybody? It's another episode, episode seven of Hip Hop Senseis and a Casual. Man, it's crazy. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing today, man? What's going Feeling on? Good. Good. good, good. Um, Gerard, I know you say you had something a little different this week. So, so what you what you got for us, man? I know you know how to come through with the razzle dazzle, but um, <laughs> y'all know um, are y'all familiar with uh the former Def Jam executive Kevin Lyles? I know, yeah. dude. Are you not um, really? Y'all know who? He co-wrote um, Millie Vanilli's hit single, Girl, You Know It's True. Did not. I didn't know that either because I don't even know who that is. So, no, y'all, that was <laughs> you definitely never heard, You never heard of the song? Um, you never heard of Millie Vanilli? I've heard of Millie Vanilli. I've never heard of the executive that you mentioned. Oh, okay. They, uh, if you hear a lot of like old school, uh, not old school, I should say like 90s stuff, they always mention Kevin Lyles and Tracks B. Hold on, we'll put see. you on to some of those. Because I, I definitely feel like that name sounds familiar, but let me see. Kevin Lyles. Yeah, you'll hear Kevin Lyles, Russell okay. Simmons. Yeah, he looks like he looks like I was about to say he looks like Russell Simmons. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen him throughout. Yeah. Know. Okay, yeah. that's a that's a good fun fact right there, Gerard. Okay, way to show me how's there, man. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't tell us beforehand. I like yeah, because Drew wanted you to spoil it. Maybe Drew, right. Kind of preview, like, exactly. hey, tell us what the fun... No, that ruins the entire point of a fun fact. So I'd like you. to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to do something a little different this week. I actually want to start off with shout out. So I actually have two. Uh, my first one, shout out to my man, uh, Ty Two. Uh, he's actually an artist himself. He listened to us last week and was saying how we was cracking him up um basically as soon as he started listening um but yeah he said he loved the episode and we had him laughing uh he's a dope producer actually dropped an album called lemonade on a sunday which when you say it sounds relaxing as hell so <laughs> check him out on soundcloud and show him some love man appreciate him taking the chance to uh check us out and then also i'd like to give a shout out once again to cecil uh from crown kiss soap company he actually sent me a package of some soap and it smelled amazing so I just wanted to once again recommend that soap. They're a handmade luxury soap company. Uh, they make vegan handmade soaps using low waste packaging. Uh, these soaps make the perfect gift for a loved one or if you want to treat yourself. So again, highly recommend that, man. Cecil, thanks for sending that to me and my girlfriend. Really appreciate it. Yo, so check this out. It's three hosts of this podcast, right? <laughs> I like to be playing too. So next time you think about sending out packages, my guy, you know what I'm saying? Hit my DM as well, okay? Yeah, you were listening to us too. And it's funny because Cecil asked me when we were going to make social media because he has some things he wanted to talk to Drew about regarding Martin. Oh, Drew. It was something wow. else. So wow. I told him I was going to get on that so he could, so he could express his feelings, man. He's the one. He's the one. How about not DM Drew? You know what, Cecil? We got some words. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's my guy, man. You guys have any shout outs for this week? You want to go, Gerard? Oh, no, I'm good. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I'd like to shout out Terrell Wilson uh, from high school for uh, on Facebook. He like really shared our stuff and just uh, gave us a lot of love and praise for doing our podcast, doing our thing. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to uh, Dewan Riddick for listening all the way from Atlanta, our other friend from no. high school. No, uh, I don't need the shout out. Oh, no, no, shout out. <laughs> no, we need don't need a third. Need, we, don't yeah, need man, we, uh, we need this play uh, all over the country now. Shout out to my girlfriend Mariah for uh, finally listening to our last podcast. And shout out to us for our last podcast. Hey. Uh, listening to that, that was an awesome job we did. So. 
actually, I actually love that you just shout us out because we had all these shout outs and never committed yeah. ourselves. So, bro, we got a lot of love on that last one, and I'm very yeah. just like all in the comments on social media and stuff, and just like engaging with the people on there was a lot of fun. So. Yeah, I feel like this yeah. is the episode that, it, that like you said, got the most engagement for sure. Because there's been right. a few times I posted it and got, like, maybe likes just from us. So to have mm -hmm. other people like yeah. it, man, it, it has a My girl said my we heart. should make the player haters ball into like, a, into, like, a segment on our show. Like, something we hate or love each week, you know. I said well, we should just do a yearly one and, you know. So maybe we could, uh, maybe we could incorporate it a little bit. I actually yeah. like that idea. So yeah. shout out to Mariah for that great idea. And we'll see how yeah. we can work it in. Deal. But yeah, man, shout out to everybody showing love, man. If you guys could take the time to subscribe to us, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So pretty soon I'm going to work into getting us on YouTube as well. So all the love, comments, feedback, anything you guys dislike, please don't feel, don't feel like you can't share that stuff with us because we're yeah. trying to get better. So anything you guys want to tell us, we, we would greatly appreciate yeah. it. Tell me all the negative stuff. I'm like a sponge. I suck it all up. <laughs> I use it as ammo. <laughs> Dude. So, yeah, man, the past week we've seen the 10th year anniversary of XV Zero Heroes. We've seen the 11th year anniversary of Cushion OJ. And then we've seen the fourth anniversary uh, for Kendrick Lamar's album, Damn. Mm -hmm. What a week when it comes to anniversaries, but also in the past week, I've listened to Grand Champs, Me Ooh. Against the World, Tupacalypse, the Marshall Mathers LP, and the Eminem show in full for the first time. Welcome wow. to the 90s. <laughs> Apparently, I need to come up with a new show for the, or for a new <laughs> title for the show, because I'm even lower than a casual when you listen yeah. to the color, because I haven't heard these albums, so maybe like, Two hip hop senseis and a peon or something like that. Wow. <laughs> I saw uh, I saw one of your boys on Facebook be just like, "Are you sure you're a casual?" Bro, I've been getting <laughs> slandered to hell, but you know what? I'm living my truth, man. I feel like right. when it comes to listening to music, I almost feel like I did stuff backwards. So like slightly slightly backwards, but also ahead of my time because. I think the way that I listened to music growing up was taking the songs that was most popular or had the best beats and trying to make the best burn CD that I could, which <laughs> almost aligns with how stuff is now with streaming services where a lot of people don't listen to albums like that anymore. They listen to playlists. They listen to right. playlists or they're like, they'll even hear a CD like Gerard. We've mentioned CDs we listen to where you like, I like this track through that track. So I took it out and made my own playlist and then combined it with this yeah. article. But then when you take a look back, like before it was listening to albums, but I really didn't do that. And I think the process of listening to albums back in the day is underappreciated because, for for instance, uh, Marshall Mathers LP dropped in 2000. Mm -hmm. I was nine years old. I was broke, obviously, <laughs> not able to drive. So in order to listen to that C at CD at that time, you had to have an adult drive you to a store. Mm -hmm. For me, I would have to convince my parents, hey, disregard some of those track names, disregard <laughs> the content you heard about for Eminem. Yeah. This CD, I really wanted, where they wouldn't have gone for that. So right. you had to have an adult be willing to buy you a CD because it was only a short time between when they put explicit on albums to where you couldn't walk in the store as a kid anymore and buy it. So right. that's fair, man. Drew, I wanted to say, like, for people yeah. like you or Gerard or people that uh, post comments on my Facebook, like, 
I don't think we really understand how hard it was to buy and listen to albums back in the day if you weren't burning it and making it yourself. So shout out to everybody that was real hip hop heads like y'all, man, that took that time to go to the stores and have parents buy it for you or older siblings or something. I I didn't have that. So I was just trying to make the best CDs that I had based on the songs that I knew. Bro, like I looked forward like to go into places with my mom because I knew I knew general areas and like where the record stores were around there or like going to a mall. I always knew there was like a FYE or Sam Goody in there. So like while she was doing her hair or something, I'd go walk in the mall. Back then, you your child could go walk to the mall, like through the mall by themselves. Right. So I'd go and just dude, I'd spend hours inside like those CD stores, just flipping through them ones I don't have. But like going grocery shopping with my mom, too. Um obviously people different grocery shops are different around the country but like at Meyer, they had the entertainment section yeah. and it's funny you mentioned the grand champ album even though you know it was your homework but i remember going to Meyer with my mom and they had the edited version they had the parental advisory version and when you scanned it through the scanner it would say is your child over 18 so for the Grand Champ album, I ripped off the edited sticker off the <laughs> and put it on top of the parental advisory one. And that boy scanned through and uh, the lady was like, mm, man, this just doesn't seem right. Like, are you sure your child's 18? And sure enough, I get in the car and DMX is just cussing all over the car. And I'm like, I got it. It's too late now, ma. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. See, it took a lot to do that. I just See, yeah, man, it was a struggle, though. Like, it was. You know, and I feel like a lot of people... So obviously there's hip hop heads like you two, but I think there's a lot of people out there that won't admit they never listened to some of the albums that I just named. Maybe not the Marshall Mathers LP, because that is one of the bigger names you'll find in hip hop. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm willing to bet there's a lot of people that haven't listened to Grand Champ from beginning oh, to sure. end. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think but, it's a lot of it's a lot of cap on the internet where people saying they listen to everything because I mean it sounds cool now, but even back then people would skim through albums like you'll pick and choose what you want to listen to or like if it's an artist that you really don't like listen to a lot like you're not gonna listen to it like I want I want right. to say for the Grand Champ album we know Get It on the Floor was a hit yep. so like you heard it you heard it a lot but yeah. I don't know if people was sitting there like listen to it all the way at that point when Grand Champ was out so like. But people who were already DMX fans were listening to Grand Champ. Oh, yeah. Like, so, like, now Marshall Mouth, this LP is different because Eminem was a superstar. <laughs> so, I'm not sure how that got over you. But, hey, you know, somebody <laughs> said I was living under a but rock I, Harry Potter, I think. So, maybe that's what it was. But, maybe. yeah, I never. But the Tupac, the Tupac ones, I don't even hold against you because you were younger. So, like, yeah. I, I don't even, like, that's not, I wouldn't say that's your fault. But, like, it's a lot of people who don't listen to albums like that. I don't think a lot of people went and listened to Tupacalypse because that was literally dropped in 91, which the year I was born. So (laughs) I know people, there's a lot of people like Tupac is viewed as a cultural icon and I fully agree with that. I'll touch upon his lyrical content a little later because that was something we previewed in the last episode. But I do think there's a lot of people out there that just haven't listened to Tupac albums from beginning to end because he only dropped five before he passed away and i think his sixth album dropped two months after he he was murdered so and that was crazy looking back and seeing dang while he was alive he only dropped five albums like but you know he was only 25 so it's like five albums is still a lot like so on top of that he was like an absolute workhorse in the studio too yeah i I think that's not leave i think that's what got me is the fact that 
I'm so aware of of Tupac having a lot of albums, but knowing only five were made before he was murdered. But seeing, yeah. dude, there's so many albums he's dropped, like so or have dropped in his name since he passed away. Like I think that was what I meant to say. Because Machiavelli was done before he died. It just right, came yeah. out after he died. Yeah, so. yeah. But I mean, some of the, some of the album um, art that I was familiar with were albums from when he passed away. It's yeah. like man. Like you said, Drew, he had to be locked in on that studio to have this much word drop after he passed away, which is... And you know what's funny, too? Like, you went back and listened to uh, the Tupacalypse Now, and, like, nobody talks about that album at all by him. It's at all. Yeah. I want to talk about that, because I'm glad you mentioned it. I listened to it. It doesn't hold up, bro. Well, that's what Brenda's had. um, Brenda had a baby, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, That started, like, his, his popular songs coming out. So I want to ask you guys, I have basically feedback on all the albums I named that I listened to. So how do y'all want me to do it? Do y'all want my feedback? on first first before, like, we're going to be respectful and we're going to say rest in peace to Black Rob. So before we get into that, like, we want to make sure that we give our condolences to him. Because last week we talked about DMX and at the same time we talked about how Black Rob was sick and stuff like that. So let's let's make sure that we talk about Black Rob first. So we're going to let Drew do his um do yeah, his thing man. Real quick, and then i we'll appreciate it too because like like he had uh he kind of had what like nate dog had he had that string of like strokes over the past few years yeah and everybody just kind of heard about it now which is kind of sad but obviously uh he was a great great artist to me uh he was another bad boy prodigy that we were talking about yeah uh just uh just personally like the black robbery report is one of the most underrated albums in my opinion yes and i just like just like to share a little story just uh one summer i remember buying that album just because i heard ready off of it and i was like damn this song kind of goes and uh the whole summer i played the living hell out of that cd and had to go rebuy it again because it was skipping so much in the end what summer was that uh summer of 05. okay so i think it was like going eighth grade to high school for us which was you know that time i was just like consuming everything hip-hop in my life is every little thing that dropped you know but uh little funny story me and bones uh we were we used to play and one in my driveway even though we were nowhere near as good as them Uh, (laughs) but we made like an and one mixtape video and in the back you could hear the whole black rob album playing so just a little shout out to him man r.i.p he was uh, truly a great artist, and I just want people to know right now, like, I kind of mentioned it last night, uh, but just don't just don't go and just post his singles. Like, when you hear it, like, just go and listen to a few things. Yeah. Kind of absorb what he was talking about back in the day, because he was a real artist. Like, yes. he went through a lot of shit in his career. So One of the most, like, in that time, one of the most elite storytellers, I would say. Sure. That, like, that's That was his gift. Like, everybody... Um, gift of lyricism is different and Black Rob's a storytelling. Like my favorite um song yeah. of his is technically a Puff Daddy song, but I love you, baby, off of um No Way Out. Like that's my favorite Black Rob song. Like and I thought you were gonna say uh, 24 hours to live off the Harlem. No, World. I love 24 hours, but yeah. when you listen to I Love You Baby, I feel like that's basically a Black Rob song because Puff For only sure. got one verse. Like so, like <laughs> so, like yeah. But yeah, we can give like a mini background. teaser. We'll talk about like Diddy's group in the next yeah. coming weeks. Sure. But 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 like Black Rob man, him, G Dep, Loon, all of them were like they were shining back then. Yeah. And 
he was uh he was the one that was I thought should have been like the megastar out of that group. I so. mean, he he basically held the torch when after Big died and Mace left. You right. know what I'm saying? That was Black Rod was the the head of yeah. Bad Boy at the time. So if you listen to that Saga Continues album by Diddy, yes. like it's all yes. Black Rob over Black it. And he Rob. he holds up his own on every track too. Sure. So yeah. It's RIP to him, man. Glad we got you for sure. to share that. No, that's a great story. And thank you, uh Giraffe, for that. Cause it's crazy. We were speaking a week ago about DMX and he posted that video, and I think that's what really hit people the yeah. type of tape that he was in. I obviously yeah. wasn't up familiar uh with some of the projects that you guys named, but everybody knows like, whoa. I know uh, we ain't go yeah. win. Yeah. I know his, his yeah. verse on that was strong. <laughs> and there's another one I cannot think of that was a Diddy song, but he was featured in it too. Um, but yeah, no, RIP for sure to Black Rob. Mm-hmm. Drew, I need to see that video. You and Bones playing and one with the. He still has his old video camera. I'm gonna try and pull it up and give you guys some footage. You got to find Bones, Bones was always taller than me growing up, and there's a moment where I. Slammed on him. Oh, no, I need to see that. I need to see that. <laughs> back before my back didn't give out. Oh man, well, that's the yeah, man. That's, yeah. Like I said, a lot of people, you know, leaving the past year and a half, yeah. man. So that's very sad news, man. But yeah, so I know I mentioned um, did how you guys. I wanted to ask you guys because there's a lot of albums I listen to, so. Is there a specific artist you want me to start off with? Or do y'all what do y'all want me to get my review on? Which first? one was your favorite, B? Let's yeah. start with that. The one that was my favorite, I would have to say, was Come the on. Marshall Mathers LP. Woo! Let's go. Let's I, go. I can start off, I can start off with that one. <laughs> and it's funny because listening to that album, I've I've already heard damn near half the album because right. all maybe eight songs off that was was on the radio consistently like so it was almost like connecting the dots and filling in the blanks for the skits which uh going back to what we said when it comes to old albums i miss having like funny skits within albums that's Mm. you know maybe a minute that you know just adds comedy to the album which eminem did on on both albums that i listened to um and Pac has some skits on his but I miss that, like the classic yeah. uh, Kanye West, like broke five broke skits. Just like were, the themes, man, like, they were great. Like the uh, yeah. Did you hear the Ken Kniff skit? Be yeah. Ugh, I'm sorry. Is that no, where I you mean, said you were? Di- that's where you said you were disturbed. It, so so <laughs> that was my favorite project, Marshall Mathers LP. But it was enjoyable, but disturbing at the same time. Like the line <laughs> that he said about J Lo. Where yeah. if that was his mom when he said that, I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> so listening to Eminem, I'm like, he came about at the perfect time because I don't think Eminem could thrive now in 2021 no, no, trying no. to make that music where he openly, you know, was saying derogatory terms. And it just was a different time, like we mentioned in the past. So yeah. that was my favorite one. And I have some notes here. I'm glad uh, uh, on uh, social media you mentioned the song specifically Remember Me. Because that's the only time on the album that I think Sticky Fingers bodies Eminem. No, he definitely got on. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I go back and listen to that verse yeah. to this day, and Eminem's verse is raw on that, and like yeah. he's used like bits and pieces of that verse over his career. But Sticky, oh my! If yeah, you <laughs> so that's the song like I'd never heard before listening to the album in full. Yeah. Um, but Drug Ballad was also a great song. 
which makes even more sense looking back at it now because at a certain time there came out where Eminem did have a problem with drugs, which right. would have made more sense to me if I'd have heard the album at the time where I did because he openly talks about it throughout the album. Um, so I thought that was really, really great song. Um, like I said, I didn't even know it was a bitch please too. I yeah. never knew that. I'm familiar yeah. with the first one. Never the first knew it was a album. The same beat, it was the same yeah. chorus and everything. But yeah. just, like everybody from yeah. like from like the anger management tour and just threw yeah. on it. Bro, that was on 2001, right? Yeah. 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 But with Eminem, I've never been able to connect with him fully. And I think that's a big thing with me when I listen to rap. Uh, like he raps about, you know, uh, torture and violence, which obviously I listen to violence, but Eminem just always kind of struck me as, you know, uh, the equivalent of the white kid in class that, you know, is kind of a little off, but you always want to be nice to him because you never know what day you will come into school. And Easy B. Easy B. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how Eminem came <laughs> off to me. So always showed him his respect, you know, uh, consider a rapper that you want to no smoke with. And I always recognize his talent and always recognize what he did when it comes to historic sales. Um, but I've just never been able to be that huge Eminem fan that some people are. And yeah. I know he's considered a rap guy, but it's just like I've never been able to connect to him on that level where I feel like sometimes Eminem is the name where you bring up. And if you say, like, you don't like such and such about him, it's, it's, it's controversy, like, off top where, like, right. if you ask, if you put a gun to my head and you said, you have to listen to Eminem or you have to listen to Mac Miller and the other artists that you don't select has to be removed from your music catalog for the rest of your life. I'm going with Mac Miller and that's no disrespect to Eminem, but I've yeah. connected more to Mac Miller's music. I think he has like some R&B feel to a lot of his songs. Um, one thing I will commend Eminem on, I never got listening fatigue listening to either one of his albums because he's able to switch up his flow, which I think is huge listening to DMX, like I said, listening to Tupac, I don't think either of those artists really was able to switch up their flows like some of the real greats that I enjoy mm -hmm. listening to. Right. Because listening to DMX, I did find myself Grand Champ towards the middle of that album, starting to look at my phone and be like, okay, yeah. how much more do it's I have It's a lengthy album for sure, too. Yeah, and it's and it's like he can't, he, did, he didn't really have that, you know, he had the one voice he rapped in, but that's really all you got right. with DMX. And being familiar with, you know, how it's going down and then listening to his album, it's like, damn, DMX was violent. Like yeah. talk about slitting yeah. your throats, taking a step back and admiring his work. It's like, damn. And then it's ironic, you know, after he just passed, but I do think Eminem had a skill with that where he's able to sing a little bit. He's able to switch up his flow, rap fast, slow right. it down a little bit. So I did, I have to give him kudos for that, but yeah. Um, I, I applaud you, man. Cause like, obviously there's been a lot of slander on, obviously social media just talking about how he's not the greatest not shouldn't be mentioned and like i applaud you for at least going to listen to it you know and now Ooh, you always your own opinion through. you know which i i respect the most out of somebody yeah so. i'm always going to be willing if you guys like i said you guys give me homework i'm always going to be willing to go back and take a listen and give you honest feedback about what i think i'm not going to be swayed by if somebody likes it or doesn't right i'm gonna tell you how it resonates with me which is the beauty of music like i, mm -hmm. I, I love that and it helps too, like going back to these B, because a lot of these albums back then they would place two or three like smash singles on it. So as you're listening to the album, it breaks it up, like you were saying. Yeah, you know? man. Because with Grand Champs, like there was there was music I was familiar with off of that. Um, 
And I can completely understand why DMX wasn't rocking with the Drake remix at first because it's the polar opposite of what his music was about. Exactly. Right. So being able to go back and listen to Grand Champion, seeing that. And then I did enjoy the collab he had with 50 on Shot Down. Oh, I love the song with Cameron where uh, we go hard. Yep. And yes. I love that beat produced by No ID where he sampled Did Not Fool You by Ruby Andrews, which again, my R&B brain, like when I hear a beat, I have to find out what the sample is from because I love doing that. That's like, yeah, I can't explain how great that is when I'm able to do that. Connect samples, man. And then there's a Monica feature on it, which is mm-hmm. crazy. But then even crazier than that, he had a song with Patty LaBelle. I'm like, <laughs> listening to the album, there was a lot going on, man. But I promise you, I listened to it from beginning to end, and it was Good. not expecting the Patty feature, man. I can't remember last time I heard Eve on a track, like listening to, oh, yeah. or hearing Eve. That was the first time I heard her voice on anything in a long, long time. So that was a great feeling to hear that. After listening to Marshall Mathers, did it change your opinion of Eminem? Like, did did you like change your your mindset of who you thought he was? And would you add him to your catalog now, or you still kind of feel the same? So I've had some M on it with like within my rotation. Um, so I had without me, I had till I collapse already. I had Kill You, Stan, and the Real, Real Slim Shady, which are songs you couldn't escape back in the day. Right. But listening to the albums, I would definitely add more Eminem to my phone, but I still wouldn't call him like unslanderable because some of the stuff he rapped about, I just, there's extreme. And then there was the stuff that M was doing, which he got a lot of respect for that because he was telling executives, uh, magazines, basically they could kiss his ass because he's going to rap yeah. about what he wanted to. And it's not his fault that they kids is out here, you know, doing certain stuff. Cause like we talked about last episode, there's going to be stuff on TV. There's going to be stuff in movies they saw. So I, I have more respect for him now listening to him say F you to everybody that was critiquing him and trying to get him pulled off the TV, off the radio. So yeah, I, it, it did change a bit, Gerard, the more positive light, but I still don't see him as a quote unquote goat of mine. Okay. But I have way more respect for him. If That's that. <laughs> 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 but Drew, I actually want to give you props because listening to Eminem, it made me think back. So we've said on the show before, we both was were, were raised in West Bloomfield. Right. And uh, I wanted to let you know how much I admired you for staying true to who you were. Um, I remember times people will comment on you, quote unquote, trying to be black, trying to, you know, be something that they didn't think you were. But all that time, like you said, you were listening to the Black Robs. You were listening to music and you weren't trying to be an opposer. You were literally being you. Like, Bro, I was spending time with y'all. Like, you yeah, guys like you would literally be you know? at functions and be the yeah. only white person in a huge group of black people yeah. and just being yourself. So I, I just wanted to take this time to shout you out and show you love for never giving a, a damn about what people thought about you and being your genuine it, self. Because y'all, back y'all time, made me feel very comfortable back in the day. Like I was new to the city, but like you guys were like the first friends I met, you know? Bro, like back then, I don't think it was as popular to be a white guy listening to rap. Obviously, no. Eminem came along, but be, like it is now, you have a lot of people that are white that's deep into hip hop and it's not even, you know, looked at right. that way. But back then, I think it was way more difficult. So I just wanted to show you love after listening to him talk about it on his album. I uh, I wanted to share it a little more when we dig into more of like Eminem Tupac. Uh, but I have a line like specifically for Eminem. Like he was the one who 
pretty much bridged the gap for me for crossing over into like the black community, you know? And he was the one who introduced me to a lot of stuff and put me on to like all these artists, which bridged the gap to more, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I can never, that's why to me, he's the goat. I can never take that away. And that goes back to the connection I'm talking about. Like, it makes perfect sense why you would consider Eminem one of your goats. Right. He, like you said, put you on a music that you never would have known about if you didn't listen to his album. So that For makes sure. complete sense to me. Dry, is there anything you want to add before we get in the pot? Um, no, I'm just glad that, you know, I'm, I'm like I, I told you in the group chat earlier, like one thing I appreciate about you, B, is that no, no matter what, you're going to give something a chance and like you're going to research something. If you don't know it, you're not going to act like you know everything. You're going to do whatever is in your power to get that information. So I really appreciate you for actually taking the time to listen to those albums. You know what I'm saying? Because our podcast is about, you know, spreading information and showing love to the to the culture. And you went out of your way and said, listen, I'm not familiar with these things, but I'm going to listen to it because I want to know, like, I have a preconceived notion about these things and I want to know if am I right or and change my um opinion of these things. And you actually went out and did it. So you going out and listen to oh, Eminem Apples, you going out and listen to DMX when you weren't familiar with his whole catalog, you listening to um Tupac and stuff like that. Like that's dope to me. I feel like anybody that can like take ego out of it instead of just staying true to like how they feel and go and actually do some research, you get a whole lot of respect for me. So I thought that was dope. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that. Cause you, you, you have two. I've I've gotten two reactions. The most one being uh, questioning if I should like let people know just how much of a casual or lack thereof I am, <laughs> and it's like, dude, I'm living my truth. Like, it is intimidating to come on a show and discuss hip hop and not be familiar with classic albums, and then you know ask two people that are well versed in the culture and with the music what they think about it or stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, I don't know that. But like you said, I'm gonna go and. Put myself on and i hope there's people that listen to the podcast that don't feel intimidated like well i don't know half the stuff with hip-hop so i'm not going to give it a chance it's never too late and that transitions to my other point where it's people that are like yo you may not have listened to it but i'm jealous because i wish i could go back and listen to these albums for the first time and be able to you know listen to marshall mathers lp and, and get that full experience for the first time in this day and age like so I feel like I'm time traveling because it is a great feeling to be able to listen to these huge albums and knowing where these careers went. You know, it's 2021, but the Marshall yeah. Mathers LP dropped in 2001. Yeah. yeah. 20 years ago, man, I'm able to hear this music for the first time. It's, it's a great feeling listening to DMX, Tupac. like, And you can create your own opinion now, which yes, is like the best exactly. your own. You can tell people like I've heard this, you know. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm I mean, adding because like, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn into that person like, what? You ain't heard yeah. Marshall Mathers LP? <laughs> yeah, what you, what you been doing? <laughs> no, so, but keep posting that stuff because it it sparks a conversation at the end of the day, no matter what. And yeah, that's what the best thing about this is like we just get to talk about music. Some so, of like, my I, most, you know, some of my most engaging uh, posts on Facebook have been when I admit it, I haven't heard such and such, and I get slandered half the time, yeah. but then I also hear. Hey, if you haven't heard that, you should check out this. So I'm constantly right. adding to the list, constantly listening to music. And I love that, man. It's like no better feeling than me being able to listen to these albums for the first time. It's Bro, not- like we could have gave him like It's Dark and Hell is Hot is a DMX album. But like That's we gave him though. an offbeat one that nobody yeah. really knows. Right. Exactly. That was that. Like, but I'm I'm 
super glad that you picked Grand Champ because Grand Champ is still a good album, yes. but it's not like the classics that you can easily uh, say it. I could have said, you know, it's dark and hell is hot. You know what I'm saying? I could have said flesh of my flesh, yeah. blood of my blood, but everybody knows those. That's too easy. You yeah. got to go to one of the albums that, you know what I'm saying? Like his fans would know about, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh yeah. Like if you're a DMX fan, you know about this album, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. Like that's it. Yeah, so we, we mentioned Tupac. So I listened to Me Against the World. And the first thing about midway through that album is I can fully understand the comparisons between Nipsey, Hustle, and, and Tupac. Tupac. Yeah. Both of them discussed empowering their people, uh, trying to inspire the masses, you know, not to give up and just to keep going, man. So I love being able to listen to Pac and be like, dang, man, Nipsey literally was a reincarnation. Um mm -hmm. Listening to me against the world, um, that kind of that that brought up some of the feelings I had towards Tupac to go from a classic song like Shed So Many Tears and then the next song after that be Temptation. Mm -hmm. I thought Temptation was, was a bad song. And it was mainly because of the vocalists on that song, it, they, they were bad. And I put that on social media <laughs> and people told me that that singer was their favorite part of of a song and I'm like, well, maybe I listened to the wrong temptation because that song was trash. And one of my biggest gripes with Tupac was like when it came to the construction of his songs uh, within projects, but also at what point do we hold artists accountable for the features? Like I, I feel like for the most part, Tupac's features were not good whenever like hit him up, which we'll talk about a little later. Mm -hmm. The feature don't hit him up though. Like Tupac started off up here strong going hard bar <laughs> and then the features start it's like who the fuck like who is this like, Gaddafi and all them you kidding me those were his boys though that's the thing yeah. i know but do we hold artists accountable for their features like if they your boys cool are they complimenting you you on your songs like i feel like where we are with features now like Features do a lot for songs. I feel like Tupac's features, to me, took away from enjoyment when it came to listening to some of his songs. But that's, again, to me, like, I, yeah, that right. was one of my biggest problems when it came to Pac. Also, like I mentioned with DMX, Tupac's flow, it really doesn't change that much from song to song. Like, the speed of which he raps, but, like, when you listen to a Biggie and how he's able to cater to beats, tell stories, like... <sighs> Gerard, I can see you. You ready? You ready to chime in? But I feel like when it comes to people talking about notorious B.I.G. compared to Pac, like I said, we are just so close to jumping into this next topic, and I think <laughs> we we are, man, I, I we're just professional. Bro, Gerard, you got someone to chat. The tension is very high right now for for people listening. Bro, the tension is just... not a good rapper, bro. Like, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you feel bad saying it because of the content that he would talk about. Like he's talking about his people. He's talking about police brutality, which translates. Uh, the first album I listened to, which was a pop, uh, Tupac, Tupac, Tupac now. now. Yeah, that's from '91. He's talking about police brutality in that, and in 2021, we still having the same problems, and it hits home. That's what I love about Tupac. Like, I don't want to just come out like this. We're not doing player haters again. We so, not. <laughs> that's what I love about Tupac is his um the content of his um lyrics. Like him talking about the things that he's talking about, like is is necessary. And he was a big influence on on hip hop because of that. But if we get in technical, Tupac was not a good rapper. He's not like he like his rhyme schemes were 
his rhyme schemes were elementary. He didn't yeah. have great flows. Like he had a good voice. Like I liked his voice and tone. But as far as lyrically, he's mm. not good. But the, you can the hear you can hear the, the the poetic background and all right. the raps. He's yeah. a, you can tell he he was a great poet. Yeah, and he's a great entertainer. But when it came right. to actual rap, like for people to compare, and some people have him above Big, and it's like how like what? It's, it's only know? it's only because of how they made him feel. The same thing we talked about with DMX, like. Well, DMX made you feel a certain way. Pac made right. you feel a certain way. But if you go like to technicalities and stuff, Tupac is nowhere near the rapper Biggie was. Like Biggie was different. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like but he had his own lane though. He yeah. had his own style. But uh, so the, the only one of those I disagree with you, Gerard, is his flow because he had a nice flow at times. And like on me well, against I'm the world, I, I didn't he... say it was bad. I said it was it was it stayed the same. Like you know, it's like true. He, yeah, he okay. Because yeah. uh, to me, like Me Against the World is like his best album to me, even though like so? All Eyes on Me is like the oh, greatest yeah. hits. You All know? Eyes on Me? I, was I, say, I, I just still think... have to listen to All Eyes on Me in full, but going through the track list things, I'm familiar with a large amount of those songs. So yeah, I, but it's like the remastered version is like over two hours. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to find time to break that you, down. Uh, what you should do for that one, B, when you listen to that one, yes, it is the greatest hits, but listen to the original version of it. Like, cause the remastered, they like to add a lot of remixes and yeah, yeah. just kind of unreleased. I can't find that on Alpha Music, so I'm gonna have to either go to YouTube or something, cause that's what. Well, I, I mean, uh, even if the remastered is on there, just find the original track listing and stop where that one stops. You know, right. or even like I, I don't know. I even um really enjoy Machiavelli a lot from Pac. I do too. So Machiavelli, uh, in our later, later, later topic, there's a song from that album i'd like to talk oh, about i know yeah wait drew sorry i'm just gonna say so uh he had young n-word on there which was a very good song um and then he had a good feature to me was heavy in the game by richie rich i love mm -hmm. that feature, and it stood out because again to me i never enjoyed his features but that was one where i was like i'm loving this one Dear Mama, the obvious classic. Right. Follow, uh, he followed that way better, um, better than Shed So Many Tears earlier with an actual good song. It ain't easy. I like that one. Really like the Maze featuring Frankie Beverly, Happy Feelings feature or sample rather that he had on. You can get a, can you get away? Mm -hmm. um, so I like that one, but I felt like the structure on the overall album could have been better. Um, yeah. So I can provide feedback on Tupacalypse as well, but I'll let Drew, you were going to say something. No, I was just saying, I really, it, it yes, All Eyes on Me is his best album just mm -hmm. because it spawns so many classic great hits and everything. But like, I just love the content on Me Against the World. It's a perfect yeah. length to me. And I really love the production on that album for like, for early 90s, there were some songs that like really hit on there and just yeah. something you could just vibe along with like an instrumental version. So yeah. But yeah. It's uh, I'm glad you listened to that one, B, because that's another one like people like to say it's either that or uh, all eyes on me. I like me against the world personally. Yeah, I think too. I think you know, people never mention Tupacalypse now or strictly for my niggas, but when you get to me against the world and all eyes on me and Machiavelli, yeah. that that three album string where like yeah. before he signed to death row, like when he went to jail, when he signed to death row, and then after he died, like. That's classic Tupac right there. So anybody it's three different Tupac. Tupacs too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't exactly. notice the difference between the albums because with Apocalypse oh. Now, 
like we were saying earlier, it didn't age very well. I thought mm-hmm. that album was okay at best. Um, mm-hmm. Really like wisdom. And if my homies call, but overall, like I said, okay at best. Yeah. Uh, very similar message. Uh, strongly opposed pro- uh, police brutality, uh, which is very relevant, like I said to today. But again, at what part? At what point do we hold artists accountable for their features? The features right. on Tupacalypse Now were bad. So it's just funny listening to Tupacalypse Now than going to the later albums. It's it's night and day. So yeah. that that was that was the biggest takeaway I had from that. And when you go back to All Eyes on Me, every single song pretty much has a feature. Yes. And like yeah. a mega yeah. artist at the yeah. time, too. Yeah. So yeah. And it's crazy prepared. how much Tupac discussed, like, his untimely death. Like, the, the, right. the paranoia from everything he went through, the encounters with the police, uh, getting shot multiple times. It's like, man, like, I can't even imagine being in his, you know, thinking space with constantly worrying about if people are watching you, trying to rob you, police after you, like, and that's that's the thing with like two different Tupacs. Like there's before Death Row and after Death Row. Right. And you just you can hear the change in him yeah. and the, like the aggression and the attitude. Like once he's signed. But yeah, I'm glad you listen, man. Those are. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you listen to Tupacalypse now. I'll say it again because just I think that's one of the most boring albums ever. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> is the way I would put it for sure. But yeah, man, I, I, I love going back through the time traveling machine and being able to get my feedback on this podcast. So there will there be more. I just want to discuss about any of those albums because I think this is a good transition into our top five diss tracks of all time. No, let's let's go. Okay. So what <laughs> what I have, I know Drew, you like to go from number five to yeah. number one. Yeah. So we can do it that way. Um yeah. and I can kick off as well. If that's okay with everybody, yeah. go ahead, B. Start All right. So, I might. I'm gonna. Should, should we do our honorable mentions? Do you guys have honorable mentions? Or yeah, do you I have honorable mentions. mentions. Yeah. Okay. So the first honorable mention that I have was "Real Motherfucking G's" by Eazy-E. Yep. Um, his flow on that man, it's like you always hear about N.W.A. and you got the classic uh, Eazy-E songs, but his flow on there and his bars, man, it was. I, I enjoyed that one, man. It was hard doing my list and then having that as an honorable mention because and then the video too was great. Like that that was that was that's a great, that's a great <laughs> song. Man. Bro, and talk about bad features though. That the after Easy comes off, that album, that song is trash. Yeah, I, I will agree with that's that. What, um who did it feature? Um Tim Dog. Tim Dog and that was it. Was that uh, uh, there was one more? I can't remember his name though. I can't remember his name. Yeah, um, very unforgettable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you know that's a that's a great honorable mention because that is a classic diss track. Yeah, and I have one more honorable mention, and then I could pass it to uh, Gerard, and yeah. then we go through our honorable mentions, then start with five. But uh, so this one isn't quite on the level as the others, and it's going to be surprising based on my love for the artist that it's about, but. Tiger made a diss track called Make It Work, which was mm-hmm. a diss record towards Drake. And I have on my list because of the, the amount of balls that it took to make a song like that with your artist on the label that's about to get kicked off and you go after the top artist on your song or on your on your label. And it's a good song. It has an amazing beat. Like he tried the bars was weak, but the, the beat was fire, and you going after the head of your label, like. To me, that took a lot to even put something out. Yeah, 
I commend the effort, but it yeah. happens more times than you think when artists are about to get kicked off. They make that final record on the label, and it's it just makes sense though when you think about it, because it's like you about to get fired from a job, so you right. just start going off on all yeah, the people you just right. really yeah. don't like. You know, I, so that I had to put that on my list because I, I go back to that beat and it's fire, dog. His bars are trash as hell, so don't get me don't get me confused because I, I know it don't it don't compare to the other songs I got on my list. But man, I I, I had to put that on there. So, Draw, what you got as your honorable mentions, man? So, I have, like, I don't know if it technically counts as a diss record, but so Young Buck had a song on his album called Stomp, and yep. it featured T.I. and Ludacris, and they both dissed each other on that song. So, mm -hmm. I just thought that was amazing. Well, you know back, do you know the backstory of that one? So, like, um, I think T.I.'s verse was on there first, and then um, Young Buck gave it to Ludacris because T.I. was dissing Ludacris, and yeah. I, I don't think Young Buck muted T.I.'s verse before he gave it to Ludacris. The Ludacris end up hearing T.I.'s verse and put yeah. his verse next to his. Bro, that is some of the greatest like theatrical shit you can hear on a rap song. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know who they replaced T.I. with on the final version? I think it was Game, right? Yeah, your boy. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah. You want to see something crazy? It's I don't know. I want to see if you guys like, can see it like through the camera. It's uh. Where is it on here? Can you guys see, like, it says stomp on there? I can't really see it. I can't see it, no. I'm going to put a little closer. How about now? Yeah. So yeah. it says, correction, stomp, game featuring Ludacris on wow. the album. It's crazy. Yeah. But the original one had T.I. and Ludacris on it. Yeah. Bro, that shit was incredible. <laughs> so, you have is another honorable mention? Um, so it's it's the same song, but these two rappers was dissing each other. Um, so Drake had a verse on Stay Scheming with French Montana yeah. and Rick Ross. So Drake dissed Common on there, and the mm -hmm. next day, Common released his verse on the same song, just removed Drake verse and put his <laughs> own verse on there and dissed Drake back. And I just thought that was dope. So, and nobody I never heard the Common version. I never knew he made a response for that. Yeah, yeah, I say that's the thing. Be nobody heard the common version. Yeah, but it's yeah. the common version is good though. So it is. I believe it, is. it, and I also have a lot of respect for common after doing research. I already knew about it, but people forget he had beef with uh, Ice Cube yeah. back Ice Cube, yeah. and went toe to toe with him, which is hilarious. Yeah. When you look at it now, yeah. common in all these movies, you know, has his image, but it's like. Bro, where both of they are right now in their career just made it's like silly to think about that one. <laughs> no, but that, that shit was gonna get serious too. Like, you Go know, ahead. um, um, what's his name? Um, Farrakhan had to step in between because that shit was about to like really get violent. So I believe that. Yeah. Uh your honorable mention. My honorable mentions is uh shit hits the fan with Obi Trace and Dr. Dre. Uh, where they just go at Ja Rule for two full verses. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ja Rule, man. When you look up beefs, songs, man. I was uh, going in. I was doing homework for this, and I was looking at like a lot of diss tracks are on there, like just to see ones I missed or whatever. There's at least ten diss tracks, and it's all from like Eminem's camp. Yeah, like, just yeah. and it's it's there are good songs too. Like and, uh, I was looking at that back then, and I knew Busta Rhymes was signed to Aftermath. Yeah. Even he was dissing John. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably gave him incentive. Throw it in your verse. We'll give you a little something. Uh, then the other one I had, which I mentioned a little earlier, was Bomb First by Tupac, which mm -hmm. is on the uh, 
uh, Don Illuminati album yep. where he just calls out the whole East Coast. Yeah. But the problem with the track is he does it in a sloppy way. Like he'll just say Mob Deep sucks and go to the next person. <laughs> it just, it's a there's a reason it's an honorable mention. I got another track from that that I mean from that album, but Bond First is cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you, on your final list, you have a uh, one from that album. Yeah. Okay, I know the other one you got. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other honorable mentions, Drew? Just those two. Okay, cool. So I'm just start get into it. My number yeah. five is Ether by Nas. Oof. I love the fact that that song is now like a meme. Whenever something happens in sports, like if somebody gets bodied <laughs> uh, in like a basketball game, they'll put the Ether track on there yeah. and it just adds that 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 fire like. It is indescribable, man. Like yeah. that literally that song has such an impact where anything that happens that's considered slanderable, man. Like they put that track behind it. I love it. But the bars, and I love the fact that it's like a legit four-minute song. Like mm -hmm. he, he went in on Jay-Z sure. called him the fact that he called him ugly so many times is hilarious, <laughs> man. Talk about how he saved him when he's running into his building. Yeah. Like he called him for help. He, he didn't even have his number. Like that beef just to be there at that time. Like I can only imagine the impact. Like if social media was big in them do in right. those days, but that's right. something I, I thoroughly enjoy, man. I ether will always be a classic, and me and that's that's the thing that will never make me and Gerard come together. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this discussion. Either, no, I, re I respect I respect ether because like Jay Z had dropped the takeover, and months later Nas dropped ether. So I remember where I was at when I heard ether, and I always thought the, the beat was fire. But I never thought it was like good lyrically. I thought it was like okay. Like I thought I always thought like I don't think you properly responded to Takeover, but that's fine. Like so, like but yeah, I always respect it because I mean at the time he's slightly biased, Drew. I I I, I get it. Like, yeah. Slightly. No, I mean, I, like, I respect it because at the time Nas was on the downswing and Jay Z was the man. So that's right. just like what we was talking about, where you was like Tiger responding to Drake at the time. So like that's what it was. Like if you look at it in in the lens that it was in, that's what it was at the time. So Nas actually responded, helped his career more. Like whether or not I like it or not, it was still important to the culture at the time. So like, well then yeah, I mean it was like a street single at first, then he threw it on Stillmatic, which made yeah. that album right, like classic, exactly. you know. So right. it was it was smart on his part. And it's right. funny because that's actually an album that I listened to because I bought an Xbox from a friend of mine, his cousin. Yeah. And back in the day, you could burn CDs. Flat deck? Like, yeah, flat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> flat, flat. I jack. remember that hard drive. Yeah, so you could put actual CDs on the Xbox and just play it while you were playing the game. This is the original Xbox, so that's yeah. one that I have heard. So, Gerard, what's your number five? My well, number five is Pusha T, Exodus 23-1. Um, I just, I, I like how he went at Birdman, Drake, and Lil Wayne all at the same time. It was, he was so I learned so much man. about Birdman just based on other people's diss tracks. Like, really coming away, like, this dude is garbage. Like, obviously, he didn't take care of his artist, which is a teaser for an upcoming discussion, but mm -hmm. like the way he did DJ Khaled, I learned uh listening yeah. to Rick Ross. Like I've never yeah. knew any of that. So that's that's my biggest takeaway. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about with that. So share that as a fun fact next week. So I definitely will because he talked uh Ross talked about it on man, I cannot think of the song, but I can definitely talk about it next week. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like how yeah. did you do something like that to Khaled who is nothing but love and right. positive energy? Which that's fair. There's some in it that he was a scumbag, in my opinion. So, but yeah, I can definitely touch upon that. Yeah. So, um, number five. 
so I had to narrow all these Ja Rule disses down to just one. That was my favorite because I had to put one on the list, but it was back down by 50. I knew it. I knew it. And <laughs> out of all those disses to Ja Rule, oh, back down still gets me going. And especially like the little at the end where he, uh, oh, he kind of yeah. put his mom on it. He's like, if y'all don't know about Jeffrey Atkins. <laughs> That's just, it's still funny to this day, yeah. man. Dude, that beef is so the real. It's still going on, too. So that's why yeah. I kind of had to put it on. I was just going to say that beef is so real. And then on that song, if I'm not mistaken, 50 talked about, like, doing something to Ja Rule's kids. Like, it, it was legit to where they uh, they got numerous fights in real life. But yeah. put the kids on there. That's when I know it's at a oh, level. They're going to be beefing forever. Like, yeah. That beef is, like, it's so comical now that you can't believe that shit went on back then, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, stabbings in the studios and stuff. Like... It's crazy. Yeah. All right. So I'll go with my number four where I have Tupac hit him up. Um, yeah. And then I actually have a fun fact about this one. So the song sampled the bass line from Dennis Edwards song. Don't look any further, mm -hmm. which right. had become a meme itself in recent years. But mm -hmm. that same bass line was used and sampled by Junior Mafia and Biggie Get Money, Get Money Remix. Yeah. So I didn't realize that until going back and listening to all these songs. So anybody listening, if you don't, if you aren't aware and you go and listen to Don't Look Any Further, you'll instantly remember that song. But yeah, to diss somebody on a song that they have always earns brownie points for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, he talked about as soon as he hopped on the track, like it wasn't no right. half step, like he went hard. Talking about so vicious too to start that track. That's, that's just rude. Ooh, like first <laughs> off, f your woman and the click that you claim, like it ain't. It ain't no confusion, yeah. and that's one of the be that, a killer. But I boinked your wife. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> so. Biggie had diss tracks, but never specifically mentioned anybody based on the research that I that I did. But with this song, hit him up. There was no confusion, and in the music video, he yeah. had look-alike images of Biggie and of uh, Puffy. Faith. So he was naming everybody by name and made sure that you knew it. So that's yeah, always yeah. gonna get props from me. Yep. So, Gerard, what's your number four? So, my number four is Cannabis, second round knockout. Um, mm -hmm. I think LL lost that battle. So, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cannabis, especially the second verse, like, yo, Cannabis went crazy on L. <laughs> like, Bro. like, so. That whole line about, like, filming a sitcom, I'll even let you, oh, my God, he yeah. just rips him apart. Yeah. And his flow is, like, immaculate on yes. that track. Yes, I love that This. We'll uh we'll we'll circle back to that in a minute. Uh, I got for number four, which you guys are gonna kill me for, is the Pusha T, the story of Adidas. <laughs> I'm not gonna kill you for that. I'm not gonna kill you that. That song alone let us know that Drake had a kid. If we didn't already know, you know, it brought that kid out of the woodworks. Yeah. It broke it like, People were out that Drake had a kid, and then. Bro. It led to all the investigation to see if it was real, and Drake had to admit it because of that song. But Not see, to mention man. too the cover with like the blackface and everything, you know. Right. Man, that, I think I'm that had Drake. the biggest impact because to put an image out like that for for an artist as popular, right? Especially during that time with all the racial tension, yeah. Like Drake literally had he he had to release a statement to let people know exactly what that image was for, yeah. right? That and that's what an L like you have to release it. <laughs> yeah, you have, to, you have to come out and say, like, oh, I, I do have a kid. All this because you said yeah. 
<laughs> uh, you just said his wife's here, name. Here? You didn't even like and you didn't. And it was something he didn't have to do. Like put a ring around you, like Virginia Williams. It's like, bro, like, come on, dog. Yeah. That was unnecessary. What and what like, Cat Williams say? Shouldn't have been talking shit. <laughs> you open up the box, bro. Bro, not to mention like that poor kid too. Like the internet bashed the looks of the kid when he came yeah. out. Man, that that song sparked the whole thing for Pusha bro, T. Even not even that as a man. Say what. <laughs> As a man, everybody got boogers. You know what I'm saying? There's some chicks you didn't pop that you don't want nobody to know about. This right. little Drake was trying to keep her on the tuck, boy. Like, like hey, yeah, like, accident with a porn star, man. That's that's another <laughs> issue. That whole song just had to throw all his L's, dog. Like, man. But that's hilarious, man. So my number three, I got no Vaseline by Ice Cube. Mm -hmm. When the beat finally drops after like that first minute of the audio plays, dude. That beat is fire for one. Yeah. And then yes. any man that goes one on five where he talked about five different people in the diss yeah. track, you're going to always get my respect. So the bars was sure. there. The beat was fire. Bro, that song was like four minutes. Like, bro, and he was going. Like, <laughs> man, as soon as he started, there wasn't no coming back, man. Easy E, Dre, uh, Jerry Heller, I think is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Manager, yeah. He went in on everybody. That. My cousin gonna hate me because he said that better be my number one. It ain't my number one, but it's definitely <laughs> top three. Oof. I'm curious what your number one is now. Yeah, now I want to see what your number one is. I think y'all gonna like it. What what's what's your what's your number three, Gerard? So my number three is um I wanna I'm gonna say Takeover by Jay-Z. So, oh, you're so cute, Gerard, because my number three is Ether. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's adorable, man. That's, I, the, I, like, that's the, I like one would take we, over. I love the beat. I love the beat that Kanye did. I love the song that he sampled. Um, yeah. I like that Jay Z not not mentioned just Nas, but he also mentioned Mob Deep. You know what I'm saying? And other people that was hating at the end, you get half a bar. Fuck y'all too. So like, <laughs> like, like, so, like I'm not gonna like, lie, man. My favorite line from that whole song is like, "Uh, my album sold what yours did in your first week." Yeah. Oh my god. Like that that line back then just resonated. That's when numbers was really important. Like it was numbers, numbers are important now, but back in the day, like when you actually had to go get albums, like but the only thing I didn't like, and this is me being like, you know, you know, being fair. Jay-Z was like <laughs> one of them shits was uh the other was illmatic about um Nas's albums. I'm like, bro, yeah. I I love Nas' <laughs> <a> second album. So, <laughs> like, 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 come on, man! Like, this picture Gerard on his head and being like, "Wait, wait!" <laughs> I was like, "I love." Did we it. forget about it was written? Right? Yeah. Like, you didn't like it was written, bro? Like, right. Uh, you know what was? I know how you said uh on Ether you don't like it because it's like nursery book like Dr. Seuss rhymes. Yeah. But the thing that was corny to me on that is when it just goes like, "In that so lame." Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> just, 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 do, just do another line over that little part that yeah. Kanye edits in. You know. That's fair. That's fair. So Drew, you it's, already mentioned Ethers. Your number yeah. three. So is there anything? Yeah. I know I had that as my number five. Is there anything additional you wanted to add to why you love that song? It, the first two lines, man, like in a beef, that's that's like the hardest way to come out. Yeah, I hate to say it. No, that's fair. The same thing while we like um Pox um hit him up is the yeah. same. Yeah. So do. true, yeah. If you can get someone like right off the bat with like a catchy line, you're gonna have a hit. 
Uh, I will say this with Ether. I don't really like the chorus, though. It's kind of choppy and doesn't really flow. And it's a song that really doesn't need a chorus, you know? Right. Yeah. I'd agree with so, that. But so yeah, now. I mean, Gerard and I, uh, I remember when I first uh, heard about you, Gerard B was like, man, you're going to love them. You guys got a lot about hip hop. And like the first thing we talked about was like Ether and TakeOver. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just so happened we we dug that out of each other, right? <laughs> you're like a proud friend to introduce two bros, man. And yeah, now. look at man, like it's funny though because it's both at our number three, you know, right? So it's perfect every time, be, man. Two Sensei's locked <laughs> in, grid, baby. So my number two, I have Jay Z, super ugly. Oh, like I told yeah. you before, I'm a sucker for beats. So in that midway point of the song where they flipped it, and then yeah. he started going up there. Yeah. Talk about mm-hmm. smashing Nas baby mama leaving the condom <laughs> on the on the child seat. Ooh. It's like, bro, hey, the, the gloves is off, man. Hey, <laughs> it, it ain't no coming back. When you talk, apparently the song was so bad where Jay Z's mom told him he should apologize. Yeah, to apologize. Yeah, jeez, I that tell you the level of disrespect on a song when your mom stepped so in and be this like, baby, the only reason that's the only reason why I agree with his mom. So Jay hurt Ether and his feelings got hurt. So you know what I'm saying? Like he reacted emotionally. Nas didn't mention nothing about nobody. So it was no reason for Jay to put his baby mama into that. But it's the trump card that you have. Like he knows, like he and he mentioned on Takeover, like, um, like I, I know something between me and you. Like, let's keep it between me and you. Like he was saying, like, I got something else for you. So if you right. want to keep going, I can let this go. But she was like an innocent bystander, like, but straight bullet. It hurts Nas, so you let that <laughs> like. So. No, it, it was level disrespect in that song. Like I said, the beat switch up. That that's for sure is my number two. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about that beef between them, I'm just for for those guys who they are. I'm very happy they like squashed the beef. You know. Yeah. It's uh, and it, it like came because of uh Nas's mother passing away, and yeah. they just they were two grown men in the room together. Like, dude, look, we why are we doing this? You know. Yeah. Like, and I, love when that, I love when that happens when you know it doesn't get to that level of violence, which unfortunately wasn't the case with Biggie and Pac. But right. like you said earlier, Gerard with uh Louis Fair kind of having to step in uh yeah. for um common and cube and common, yeah. like that's big. So and apparently, you know, uh Jay Prince stepping in for uh Pusha T and Drake, like you should be able to keep it within music. And um, right. it's sad that right now we have a lot of artists that do get into, you know, altercations that lead to death. So anything that can prevent that, I'm a huge fan of. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that happened. And good point, right. too. So, Gerard, what's your number two? My number two is Tupac against all odds. So, yep. like, um, I, I feel like that was one uh, one of Tupac's disc records where he was like, it flowed as as it should have you know what i'm saying like and like even with the the hook and stuff like that he dissed a bunch of people on there he dissed uh uh big time gangster haitian jack which was something he should not have done but, <laughs> like, <laughs> you might have to talk about that on episode because when you <laughs> the topic that name pop up and i'm yeah. i'm pretty sure that's when things so, went downhill for real but yeah that's yeah. one of my favorite pop disses outside of obviously you know hit him up but against all eyes nice song it's fair Drew, what's your number two? Uh, goes along with Gerard's second round knockout, and it's number two, second round. You know, kind of had to put it at two. But I just remember watching that video with like Tyson, him running on the beach, and then just 
my, my favorite line is you're dripping with whack juice. I still say that at times. Because <laughs> it's just a funny little line, man. But like like I said uh, to Gerard earlier, that that second verse of that song, man, it's yeah. just, if you want to hear pure hip-hop, yeah. let alone a diss track, listen to that verse. He said 99% of your fan base is female. Like, bro, like, and he won live. Uh, 99% of your uh 99% of your fans wear high heels. Yeah, high heels. Like you want lines. Yeah. yeah, I mean ladies love cool James. I was yeah. about to say it, so you beat me yeah. too. But then like I said, uh that that uh I said it last week in our pod that uh knockback that LL had 99% of your fans don't exist. Yeah. That uh that kind of resonates because yeah. cannabis is nowhere to be found these days. Yeah, and that that ended his career, which is unfortunate because like yeah. it, it's a backstory to that where cannabis was trying to show love to LL. You know what I'm saying? And LL, right. you know, like and over like um he asking to use the mic on his arm, like it was a, a like a sign of respect. Like you know, what I'm saying I know you got the mic tattered on. Um, let me use it. You know what I'm saying to show you right. like my skills is is good too. Like showing reverence, and LL took that as a disrespect and this cannabis. So then cannabis as an MC, you have to respond, you know what I'm saying? But you, you have to, yeah. But you're dealing with the biggest rapper in the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. it's it's tough, man. Like, it was different times though, because like, yeah, LL's main reign was like in the 80s and stuff, but like he did transition to that softer side in the 90s. Yeah. So like I, I personally still, I'm not a big LL fan. It just no. wasn't my time period, you know. Right. Like there's a couple of songs I like, but I will always respect cannabis for that blow right there he yeah, had to him. Sure. LL never, never responded to that. Nah, he all he did he recorded a phone call. <laughs> like, that's, what he did. that's it. Like so. So my number one, my number drum one. roll. Give him a drum roll. <laughs> my number one is How to Rob by Fifty Cent. Yes, hmm. Fifty needed a hit to launch his career. Was a fan of Notorious B.I.G.'s Just Playing, in which Biggie obviously fantasized about encounters with the biggest R&B names. So yep. 50 came up with the idea to do the same thing, but instead, stealing from the rich, being a rapper and trying to get into the game. So yep. this song, I uh, with the research I did, because I heard this song, I forget how I stumbled upon it, but way back in the day. Um, but researching it further... It got attention even before it was released. So yeah. Mariah, Carey, Mariah Carey got wind of the song coming out and allegedly threatened to sue her own label for defamation um, after learning her name was in it. If you yeah. YouTube the song, actually, the line is still in it. But when it was actually on the radio, they removed it. They uh, it so yeah. 50 was forced to alter the record. But Columbia actually never promoted this song. Um, with research, you know, they said that they feared all the legal threats as well as actual violence that we discussed earlier. Right. Um, but it was actually Rich Nice that took it upon itself um, to promote the song and to get the radio spins to make it a big uh, success. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very interesting. And then back in 99, there wasn't a viral quote-unquote. So that's what 50 ultimately was looking for, and he got it. So yeah. if you are familiar with the song, highly recommend it. But on the track... He mentioned Foxy Brown, Jay-Z, DMX, Puffy, Big Pun, Wu-Tang, uh, Wyclef John, Brian McKnight wasn't safe, Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown, Whitney, Houston, <laughs> ODB, Mike Tyson, Kirk Franklin. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. The bars was, was 
anywhere from ruthless to hilarious. The beat was fire. So that is for sure my number one diss track. That song is so funny. This past week, I listened to it and crack up every time like I've never right. heard it before. He said, I had busting the whole flip mode on the floor. They asked me, did I have enough? I said, give me some <laughs> more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. Fire, man. Talking about Robin from Big Point. He was full of cars. What the hell? You know what's funny, too, B? You were talking about like promotion for that album. and. A lot of people don't know is back in the day, like they had singles for a record company, but like with either they also had street singles, yeah, which yeah. they didn't promote as well. But if it caught heat, man, that shit blew up. And how to rob is like, what I could see why it's not on the radio, you know. So and that's the like, it was these it things was, called maxi singles. So you'll have the, yeah. the radio single, and then you'll have two other singles. That was what yeah. Drew was talking about street singles or whatever so yeah. how to rob was on his um maxi single is like um nobody likes me or something like that or whatever from his first Which, album. yeah he ended up putting on the debut yeah. yep and so it was it's was coming on his album power of a dollar but you know he ended up getting shot but you know when, when this came out and people heard it on the mixtapes because djs used to make tapes like what we do now with playlists with all these songs and stuff the yeah. artists i don't think artists was really getting mad they was just like who is this kid you know yeah, Jay Z was like, "I'm about a dollar. What the fuck is fifty cent?" Like, you know, but Jay Z saw him at, like at Summer Jam when he was about to say that. Yeah. He was like, "I got something for you." You know what I'm saying? He didn't even take it yeah. first. He was like, I got something for you. It's a lot of stories of artists that literally after that song was released by Fifty, like I read researching, like Ghostface Killer was in the studio. I guess he saw Fifty Cent. He's like, "Yo, is that Fifty Cent?" Yo, like, I need to talk to him. Like, you ain't got <laughs> my name. So the courage to drop a song like that, man. That song is. It crashed me up every thing. Time. People like rappers, rappers back in the day were really from the streets and stuff like that. And we know 50s, 50 street record is solidified. We know yeah. what he was doing in the streets. So like dudes knew 50 from the street already. He won 50, he was boo-boo, but they knew him from the street. So they they felt like if he was saying their name, there was actual disrespect. But I don't that wasn't what 50 was doing. Like you said, no, he was they even say at the beginning when the when the beat is about to drop, like uh, I forget who the other artist is, but he said like this ain't serious, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they let it be known that you know it's it's more for for you know entertainment than anything. Yeah, but like, yeah, no, that's a great point, Rob. I mean, it lets us know too that Fifty has always been a clown, you know. Right. Always, <laughs> always. That song is nothing but high level trolling. <laughs> I love it. That's a good so, one, B. So my Thank number you. one is No Vaseline. So like yeah. I know like because. Bro, you can't go four minutes dissing your former group and not even take a breath. Like, like, bars, like this, man. this shit been on your chest for a long time, dog. <laughs> that man was on a mission on that song. Right. <laughs> like, so, That's right. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, do we? Uh, so Gerard, I, I just want to like wear my face guard now and everything, so you don't slap me through the computer. <laughs> <sighs> Mine. I, so the little backstory about this, I went all in on this movement, man. I bought the sneakers. I bought the hoodie. I was very close to buying a bandana, but I don't think it was allowed in school. But <laughs> 300 bars and running by I the game. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Bro, I had the GU not hoodie. <laughs> I had the hurricane. <laughs> the hurricanes are in, no, in stores November. Fuck Reeboks. Man. Bro. How long that was that song again? Huh? How long was that song again? 14 minutes. 
Bro, that's just nonstop heat towards G Unit. That's dumb. Gerard, do you like that song? Because that I feel like that exemplifies a lot of the stuff you said last week that you don't like about the game. The, the yeah, I hate that song. Bro, they gonna be a 14 minute dance. That's bro. bro, his 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 lines on there are like good diss tracks, though. Like I'm saying game was a good rapper, he's just awful. Like fuck you know, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Fuck Let's calm down a minute. Let's calm down, bro. Let's calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I don't. I don't want to get hit I today. See a vein popping <laughs> about the game. If we're talking about pure diss tracks, though, like he doesn't stop on that track. You know, that's why it's it's one of my number ones. Because like, especially the lines like he said, fifty only helped him on his album for a couple tracks. You know, he said talking about Lloyd Banks calling up to get some lines and stuff from fifty. Like, you never know what's real back then. You know. I know 50 helped him a great deal on the documentary. Deal, right? <laughs> I was just going to say, there's always three sides to the story. You're going right. to one side, the other side, and then it's somewhere in the middle of the truth you're going to really find it. So yeah, we know the game already, you know. He's no literally the closest to a lie you could get. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> just that little beginning, though, about, like, and SpongeBob is Endora the Explorer. They're our friends. <laughs> That shit's funny though. It is, man. I ain't ever. The other thing I I love about that song is he takes like all these classic hip hop beats and just starts ripping and flowing yeah. over them, and he just yeah. changes up like every two minutes. It's hard to like. It's just a layered diss track, and I love it. Yeah. I like yeah. when dudes do that, like the jacket for beats, like where you. Yeah, like, I like that. Yeah, so I did like that aspect of it. But fourteen minutes, bro. I didn't turn this off an hour ago, bro. Word for word, I used to know the first like eight minutes. I'm not gonna lie. Just I played that song over and over because man, fuck G Unit. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Uh, so man, I think there's a few that overlap on our list, but overall, I yeah. think everybody had a had a really solid list. So yeah, for sure. I'm curious to hear it's a, it's a couple diss songs that like like honestly. The Jadakiss, um, Benny Siegel, back and forth is probably the greatest back and forth ever. Like, cause like there's they both was going crazy on each other, and you can it was the, I think it's the only beef where it was a tie. Cause I don't know who won that shit. Like that's fair. Well, that whole like New York movement too against Fifty, like against Fat Joe and Jadakiss and all yeah. that. Like that yeah. was those were ties in the end. You know, yeah. all both their careers went on and all that. I don't so. know. Jadakiss's diss against Fifty was elite. It was. <laughs> That's I'm, sure. so I'm gonna have to look these oh, up. Wow, if we could give a number one though for worst diss track ever, it's clap back by Ja Rule. Yeah, that was awful. That was Man, terrible. is that corny? That was terrible. Never heard that one either. So apparently, I don't don't need to listen to that. Oh, one. You you wasted like he that was his lead diss track back to fifty, and he yeah. put it on his new album, and it did yeah. nothing. Like. Well, fifty wrong with Ja Rule's history, so I can't. Ja Rule was already twenty feet deep, man. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give Ja Rule some slack, man. If Ja Rule ever do a versus, you know what I'm saying? That that dude, Ja Rule had a nice run. He had that'd a nice be, run. Yeah, so. that'd be uh that that'd probably be the only way they ever squashed it, you know. And if it was like They're a live never gonna squash it. <laughs> after fit, after after seeing uh, Gucci and, and and Jeezy, I will never say never again for any versus or squash. That people. one to me wasn't at the magnitude of John uh, Fifty, though, you know. Gucci man really killed his homeboy. See, this is the thing. Gucci, <laughs> Gucci was mad at Jeezy. Jeezy wasn't mad at Gucci. Like 50 and Ja, they hate each other. Like, yeah. so like, like, like they physically are, they, so. 
Jeezy like, and Gucci hate when 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 his homie was killed, there was hate there. Like, yeah, but not Gucci was I mean Jeezy was more willing to extend the olive branch. You had to get Gucci to years later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like as he got older, but well, still he, he was willing time to. to heal, you know. Yeah, he was willing to like hey, even the game he, he was open to doing uh verses with 50, like who, that was the game. Game of, yeah, the game. <laughs> Just seeing Gerard's face, man. He hey, doesn't. He doesn't want anything to do with him, man. That was considered one that would never be squashed. So again, I don't ever say never to any beef ever again. That's uh, the game in Fifty One's a lot different because he had gate. Who knows if game serious or not? I agree with you on that, Gerard. But like, <laughs> he has multiple times tried to reach out through Dre and M and other people to like try and just talk to him, you know. And Fifty yeah. just being the guy he is, I don't know. I I kind of believe game in that aspect. You know? 50 is probably bar none the pettiest human on earth. For so sure. I don't, like, so, yeah. like I, I heard somebody say on the internet, like, I understand why he got shot nine times. Cause I get it. Like, I get it. Like, 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 you know what? On that note, I think that's a perfect time to, to hear yeah. our sweet spot, man. And, and we got some good ideas coming up that I'm excited for. So I think this is a good place to, to, to finish this one. Mm -hmm. I look forward to hearing people's feedback on our list. Uh, again, subscribe, Google, Apple, Spotify. Check us out. Give us feedback. Let us know what y'all think, man. But, yeah, anything you guys want to add before we hop off? This might be my always favorite part of the podcast because we like to. We got to drop a little teaser, B. We okay. have to. It's got to be our It's got to be our thing now at the end because. So I'm going to leave that for you, but okay. it's, it, it is some things we're still working on. But for I know sure. for the next episode, TikTok is going to be something we brush upon. Right. So I think that'll be our teaser for this week. But yeah, we got right. some great things in the in the works. I don't yeah. want to spoil anything, but we'll let people know that the topics are always flowing around here, and we got some good ones coming up for upcoming episodes. Yes. You do yeah. for sure. So yeah, man. Until next time, this has been two hip hop senseis and the casual. I don't Same. know how to <laughs> 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 play the cutaway music. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>